You know, today I am pondering open hearts, open doors, open minds. When I was a pastor, that was the motto of my denomination. And I'm thinking about the open hearts and open minds. I'm really feeling into it. I've been feeling into a lot of things this last two weeks. And I'm wondering, what's the difference between hearts and minds? And is there one? We, we usually differentiate between how I'm thinking and how I'm feeling. And I think it's because we don't like to think of ourselves as animals. You've heard me refer to us as animals many times. <laughs> it's my anthropolo- anthropology background. Um, and emotions happen faster than thoughts a lot of times because emotions are chemical. It's a chemical reaction as opposed to thoughts, which is, which is neurological and electrical. And uh, the chemical can happen faster, uh, the osmosis, than the electrical. And I'm wondering if I tell my daughter that as humans, we put all of our evolutionary eggs in one basket, and that's our minds. We grew our minds because then we have infinite flexibility to change our environment to adapt to or to change or adapt to our environment. So it's really worked out well for us in a lot of ways. And there's a lot of ways in which we can improve upon it. That's the wonderful thing of evolution is we can continue improving. But I wonder if somehow along the way we separated out the minds from the heart and I know we have because it's in our prayers it's in our mantras it's in how we we speak about it every day I'm thinking this I'm feeling that as if they're two separate things what if they're not what if they are two different responses to the same stimulus two different feelings to ways of looking at the same situation what if we merge those two back together again Would we be more powerful and even more adaptable if they weren't two separate things but one? So, yes, as far as biology goes, you could see them as uh, two different reactions, two different responses. But what if integration goes-wise? What if the way we see it wise, the way we experience wise, I guess that's what I'm looking for. The way we experience it is more oneness in that the thinking and the feeling merges into one response. And what would we call that? What would we call that reaction that includes both thinking and feeling. I don't know what I would call it at this point, but my when I'm pondering today is how would that response feel if the response included both? And I'm thinking about that because I come from a very intellectual family where we shut aside our emotions and we say, okay, let's put this aside. It's made me really good in crisis situations because I can turn off the fear, the panic response and go straight into fixing mode and to fixing the process. And so that helps with survival, I thought. Yet what if it's even more efficient and even better response because it causes a lot of stress on the body turning off the emotions right we are we know that turning off our emotions causes a lot of stress buildup in our bodies it's been proven through science and biology so what if instead of turning off the emotions i allow the emotions to flow through me and become part of my response so that's what i'm pondering today and while it sounds very intellectual 
I, I'm intellectualizing it because that's what we tend to do in the Western world. Yet experiential-wise, it's very different, and it's uh, because I'm crying more, laughing more, responding more in an emotional way. And not overly so. I'm not getting lost in the emotion, and that's what I was afraid would happen. My fear was that if I allowed the emotions to flow, that I would get lost in them. And so far, that's not what's happening. I'm ha- as long as I'm allowing them to flow and I'm not turning them off, I'm not getting stuck in them, so they're not taking over. So that's been my experiment uh, this week, this last week, is allowing the emotions to flow and allowing them to flow through and being not shutting them off. And what I'm finding on the other side of this experiment that's still ongoing is that it's starting to be my emotions and my thoughts can emerge as a response, a stronger response, more healthy, more human, more authentically me because I'm not shutting part of myself and part of my responses off responses that have served us well for over our elev- our whole evolution if they weren't respond if they weren't helpful we would have turned them off by now in evolution and we haven't for a reason so this is what I'm pondering love to hear your thoughts it was a really it has been a very um brave I guess I'll call it experiment to allow my emotions to be turned back on and to feel them again. So I invite you to enjoy me and and I applaud you for your braveness for joining me in this. If like me, this is you have always lived an intellectual life and living into your emotions is brave to allow that back in. And if you've always lived with your emotions on, I'd love to hear how you experience it. And maybe this is easy for you. Maybe this is always the way it has been. And you're like, of course, I'd love to hear encouragement from your side as well. So we'll talk again soon. And remember to share the love. Give me a like. Tell me what you liked. Comment and tell me what you want to talk about next time, what you enjoyed about this time. And if there's someone that you want to have join us on this journey, the more the merrier. Let's go to lizhester.com connect and you will see all the different ways that we can journey together. I have podcasts and I have videos because some people like to listen to me on the road. Some people like to share the journey together through video. So whichever ones you prefer, let me know. Come join me at lizhester.com connect and let's do this thing together.